Hey there, it's Andrew, and I wanted to talk a little bit about Team Moire, especially regarding the Swindle Team Events 3 version of it, which I played in with some teammates and had a good time, but um, had some frustrations with the format. And so I wanted to talk about uh, those frustrations, what I think is wrong, what you can, what an individual can do if somebody runs a, an event of this exact format in the future, and uh, lastly, what I think could be done to improve the format because it really is a good idea. It just I think needs a little tweaking, and so um, I, I hope like I, I guess I'll say <laughs> I'm a I'm a fairly critical person, but the, I don't think that means that I. I'm trying to dunk on anybody or or hate them. Um, I really appreciate when people try new things and and go out on a limb. That's a that's really commendable. So I think as a community, if we're gonna critique people running events, we really need to front load uh, gratitude for them. And so I, I want to do that. I'm I'm really grateful for uh, Karen and other folks at Swindle who have been running this. I think that one might be, might have been run by just Karen, but uh, I'm not 100% sure. Anyway, it's great people over there, and they're doing a good job running a lot of different interesting events, so please do not take anything away from this as, as being like, I think they shouldn't, or they're bad, or dumb, or anything like that. They're, none of those things are true. I think they're awesome, and doing good things, and trying new things. That takes guts, and creativity and it's awesome and uh anyway so just the this the spirit of this is not to dunk on people who are doing things i haven't done so okay with that out of the way team moira if you haven't gone if you haven't watched my uh talks or listened to me talk about adaptive and moira on their own then i think that would provide important context uh i think one of the maybe controversial for some people conclusions that I try to push is that in adaptive you're pretty much always better off bringing the better deck to the match and in Moire you're better off bringing three of the, the three decks that are similar power level but are all high power level and um, and there are other things you can do to improve your chances of winning, but I think in terms of deck selection, those are important things that maybe not everybody agrees with, but that I, I think going high in terms of what you bring is better. Okay, so uh, that's a, a premise that I'm coming in with, but I think I, I lay out the argument for in those other videos. Um, I also think Moire in particular, which is a fan-made event um, to, or format type, is really skill testing and really interesting maybe maybe the most interesting format in keyforge but certainly very high up there it's a very interesting format and skill testing and good and fun and awesome and i love the player agency that comes from choosing okay you brought those three decks but i'm going to tell you which you're going to play in which format um again just thanks to the people for doing experimental stuff that's great um, so that's what, that's where Team Moire came in. The way that uh, the Swindle Team Events did it is that it was a, a team of three players, and each player would bring three decks. And each week, 
each player would randomly be assigned to either Archon Solo, Reversal, or Short Adaptive. And those three formats would get played across the team. So every week your team is playing one of those, is playing all three of those. But which uh, individual player is playing them would change week over week. And um, I, I do think there was like a, a player A, B, C on the team. And like both player A's would get the same thing. Both player B's would get the same thing. But I don't remember that for sure. It really doesn't matter much, but... I think I think it was done that way. Um, so, yeah. So you you um, are randomly assigned a format, and then you choose which of your opponent's three decks you want to to be involved. So if you're playing Archon Solo, um, then you look at your opponent's three decks and you pick which of them they're going to play and they pick which one you're going to play. If you're playing reversal, you look at your opponent's three decks and you choose which of those three you're going to play. They look at your three and choose which they're going to play. Um, the other two decks per player just go completely unused for the week. That's different from Moire where all from one player Moire where all the decks get used. And so there's some tension in what you assign where. Here, it's I, I think that actually takes away a lot of the the tension. And just to illustrate it, um, anyway, I don't mean to get into the problems yet. That's the next slide. But just to illustrate how this works, um, it could be that player A, green player A, brings three decks. Let's I'm using numbers to represent sort of relative power levels. So let's say that uh, player A brings three decks of similar power level, which is what I recommend for Moire, uh, for single Moire. Then um, the other team might say, well, you're going to play the worst of the three. For reversal, they're going to say, well, I'm going to play the best of your three. And for adaptive, it won't matter as much. Um, and so this, this setup actually is pretty even, right? Like they're playing equally good decks for solo, equally bad decks for reversal, and then whatever for adaptive. Okay, so what is the problem with this way of doing things? As well, far as I can tell, I'm working. If you're experiencing trouble, please give feedback through the Alexa app. Great. So, if, uh, if we look at another case that could arise through random matchups. In this case, green team still has, you know, one player playing uh, decks around 100 power, one playing decks around 150, and one playing decks around 200. And let's say another team has the same setup as them, but just different players end up on different formats. So they end up with their 200 on solo versus 100 on solo on green. They end up with their player with the worst decks on reversal. Red team has a serious advantage here because it would be hard for them to lose uh, the solo game. And it would also be hard for them to lose the reversal game because they're, they have a 50 point advantage and um, on, and then adaptive, who knows, right? But, it doesn't matter because it's a best of three format. So if they lose, if they win two games, if red wins two games, that's it. So they have a really serious advantage here. Um, okay. So the green team might say, wait, what if we, 
instead of this? What if we just tried to even things out across our team? So we all have, we have nine decks of close to equal strength. Would that help? And the answer is no, it's still very uh, subject to randomness. Now you can actually see in this first case up here, if it had been reversed, green team would have uh, almost insurmountable advantage. Now back to the bottom here, green team is very even across their decks, but it could still happen that if red team gets this setup where the player with the good decks is on solo, the player with the bad decks is on reversal, and the player in the middle is on adaptive, well, they have a pretty serious advantage in both solo and reversal, and then adaptive could go either way, but it's best of three, so it doesn't matter. They they have a really strong advantage in two out of the three, so they're probably going to win. Now, it could go the other way, but is that fun to have, okay, this week we won, this week we lost, and it's all just who gets assigned which slot. That's not, to me, that takes a lot of the fun away. It takes away the agency. So what can you do about it as an individual player? You could just go with all high decks, all strong decks. So imagine this situation where, let's say I'm player A. I bring three decks that are really at the top of the food chain. And um, then we'll consider this, this other team, red team, and they bring decks that are kind of all spread across. And then we'll consider what it would look like in each possible setup that could happen here. Um, so we're, we'll imagine, uh, you know, whether each, whether I'm playing against their high uh, power deck at solo adaptive or reversal and so on for everybody. Um, if I'm matched up against their high power player for solo, eh, it could go either way. For reversal, it could also go either way because we're about even. And for adaptive, uh, yeah, it would depend a lot on the chain bidding and skill and luck of the draw. So that's this is great. I mean, this is actually really good, right? It's going to come down to draw and skill, and that's excellent. Now, what if I get paired against the person with the low-powered decks? Well, if, if I get paired against them for reversal, then I'm almost certainly going to lose. If I get paired against them for solo, I'm almost certainly going to win. And if I get paired against them for adaptive, then it's about even. Although if you believe my arguments in my video on adaptive, then uh, I think I would actually have a slight advantage there. So about even on this first person uh, could go strongly either way or could give me a slight advantage in the middle. Okay, or uh, for their low powered player. What about if I get the middle player? Well, again, on adaptive, I think I have a slight advantage reversal gonna lose solo gonna win but look at this overall there's two setups where i am strongly advantaged two where i'm strongly disadvantaged three where it's about even and two where i think i have a slight advantage so um so i've actually managed to turn this into a good situation like but it's still bad right that i could get paired against somebody who i just have no chance against like that'd be sad but um or where they have no chance. Both of those are not great setups, but at least um, at least this tilts it in my favor a little bit. And actually, this should just work for everybody. We should be able to do this across the whole team. So we'll imagine uh, everybody just brings really strong de decks. What would happen then? Well, let's imagine 
that um, we'll kind of take each of these rows as a possible configuration. Um, even though I, I think there are actually more exact configurations, but it'll give a, a good overview. So over on the green team, we're saying player A is going to end up on solo, player B is going to end up on reversal, and player C is going to end up on adaptive. But they all have about 200, so uh, power decks in our fictional way of, of measuring. Um, but uh, over here, we're going to do imagine a matchup where you end up. We have somebody with high power decks on solo, low power decks on reversal, and mediocre on adapter on adaptive, and then we'll kind of rotate that. So, um, what does this look like? Okay, on the first row, uh, this is the least favorable setup. We're almost certainly going to lose that reversal match. Um, we it's about even on the solo match, right? It could go either way. And on adaptive, uh, I think, again, we're slightly advantaged there. Um, but that's kind of bad, right? To have a, it could go either way, definitely going to lose, slight advantage. Um, that tilts things in their favor a little bit. In the second row, um, it's way better. We have one we're almost certainly going to win. We have one that could go either way, and we have... Uh, this reversal one and then the adaptive we are probably advantaged but not so strongly and in the last row we probably have the solo one we're just gonna win easily the reversal we're gonna lose no matter what and the adaptive is about even so if you look at it overall let me let my dog out so if you look at that overall you have one row where we are disadvantaged but not insurmountably so, one where we're advantaged but not insurmountably, and one that's about even. And um, I think that's actually a pretty great setup, um, or at least it's the best we can do here. And um, again, I think I, I laid out the arguments in the adaptive video. You could do a similar thing where you just go low on all of them, but then I think that turns these light green puzzle pieces to light red where you're slightly disadvantaged but it would still be better than kind of being all over the, the board across the players I still don't like this though that you're getting um, you know you still uh, whether you're going to be advantaged or disadvantaged is, is about which order the players end up uh, shuffled into that that just seems bad to me so we've made the worst case and the average case probably both better. Um, we've taken the, the best case down, but somewhat mitigated the worst case and, and yeah, probably have a, a slightly better middle case. But really, uh, it still suffers from some randomness. So overall, I think the problem here is um, having people pick decks after they've been, uh, after they've been assigned a slot. And so um, if you were going to actually just change the format to make this better, but I do, I do really want to say, I think if you end up playing a format like this, there, this is the best strategy you could do. Um, I did this, my team did not, um, and I had, I had good results, not perfect results. Um, I actually ended up winning. I took very, very good decks. I had the highest SAS decks in the league, and I ended up uh, winning one of my reversal matches. I think all my solo matches and one of my adaptive matches. So it definitely um, gave me a better record, um, 
but overall we didn't do this across the team and I think that would have been a better way to do it um, okay so I think that the easy way to fix this format would actually just be to have players assign their opponents decks to a format before assigning formats to players so in other words um, if I'm player A I might know okay I'm gonna play player A on the other team here are their three decks assign them to the formats and then we would be told what format we're actually playing. And so we would have all the three matchups set, but we would only play one of them. Um, I think that would that would be a way to fix this so that um, so that people can't uh, abuse the power differential quite as much. But it's still it's still a little crazy because again, if you have um, a player with all strong decks and a player with all weak decks and the player with all weak decks gets assigned to reversal and the player with all the strong decks gets assigned to archon that's still kind of bad so i still don't really like it uh as much anyway uh in coat nine they did moire that uh involved teams but it's just like normal moire you had each team had three decks you would ass assign a deck to a format and then the player just went with the deck so everybody played one game Overall, you had best two of three, played all three formats across your three games. Um, and you might have the same deck be played in reversal one week, but solo the next, just depending on what the other team chooses. So that was really interesting. Um, I think that was a good way to do it. Really kept the spirit of Moiré, but you're actually discussing things as a team. Another way to do it would just be to have each player play a full Moiré. So you would have uh, three matches that were each best of three. And then if you had two players on your team win their matches, then you would win for the week or for the for the team matchup. And the last option, this is an interesting one, uh, I think would be to have each player do a full Moiré, but uh, you do, do a best of nine. So um, you could end up in a situation where like, your first, you know, players A and B each go one, two and lose their matches. So under this third option, they would uh, lose the full team match. But in this case, uh, if the last player went 3-0, they could still push it over the over the edge because then they'd, they'd be five to four. Um, so just do best of nine across all three players. I think that would be pretty interesting, but that's a pretty serious time commitment. So I think if you're going to do try to do a team warrior where you have everybody just playing one game, then um, I still like the Coat 9 version a little better. Um, but again, I just have to go back and say I really think um, trying new things and, and uh, being bold about putting things out there, even if some of them don't work, is really admirable. So a uh, huge thank you to the organizers of both uh, Swindle Team events and and coat even though coat's out of commission now um but that was a, a good thing we had going there and SCE has done a good job uh st stepping in that gap so really appreciate everybody doing that organizing work and if you watched all the way through i really appreciate you sitting through this with me hope this gives you some ideas um some insight and uh hope it helps grow the community um get out there and forge some keys